Cause I'm about that Just finding where my passion is and that like you know it, it's now or never yeah. you either do it now or it's never going to happen there's no guarantee that there is ever going to be tomorrow you're gonna go through life you might as well do something you love that impacts other people in a positive way this is a podcast all about business entrepreneurship making your passion your paycheck people who just want to take control and kick life square in the ass on today's episode of the Now or Never podcast, we have special guest Mike Giovanni, one of my best, most personal, close friends I've had for over 20 years now. Mike is the majority owner of Touch and Tan and its software. Mike and I started our first companies together, and this is a man that truly embodies the meaning of the word hustle and making your passion your paycheck. Right, we got Mike Giovanni. The man, the myth, the legend himself. How we doing? How we doing? Uh, get that radio voice. Look at you. Just, How you doing? Yeah. No, that's a different kind of voice. That's a different kind of industry completely. We won't talk about that. This is this is PG-13, Mike. Oh, okay. So Mike is the majority owner now. Mike yes, Aaron, yes. Uh, Touch and Tan yep. in uh, Columbus. Well, in, uh, we have oh, one Omaha? in Columbus and Gretna and Omaha. In yes. Omaha. Yes. And uh, it's probably the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. So here's the thing. It, tanning, which is phenomenal. I love it. It's healthy. Makes I mean, I'm a little chubby right now, but tan fat's better than white fat, is what I always say. Um, but it's always convenience. I got six kids. I work 80 hours a week. So Mike has a 24-hour access tanning joint. Fingerprint on the door, little code, you're in. Fingerprint on, on the screen. Touch screen, yep. touch screen pick yep. your bed, go. You can spray tan off hours. You do it on your convenience. Yep. Um, and which is just just brilliant it's absolutely brilliant and then they're not the junk beds they're not the you're, you're not talking the two like you got the best of the best i mean right first time i went into your stand-up i'm like where's the rest of the walls right. like, this is pressurized well you thought you couldn't fit in it i, I was like i got something that's gonna fit you. i thought it was pretty big and i walked in and i'm like well all, all the 25 fans are they're 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 nice they're blowing in areas i didn't know but yeah right you know and uh it's fantastic so Talk about like, how long you've been doing that now. What's the, what's oh, the first Oh, man, one? we're on over six years now. So actually, the software got started. So um, my business partner, Chuck, he started the software where we're over, I think, 48 states now. What it started, it's called Touch Tan Software. And then um, I'm from Omaha. I'm an Omaha boy, and I wanted to start one in Omaha. And I told him, hey, let's do it. And we got this one started about six years ago, the Omaha location off 156 in Maple there. And then ever since that grew and we did the Gretna and then Columbus and it's just, it's awesome, dude. But we are staffed during regular staffed hours. Yeah. And then you get that 24 hour access for convenience. So, yeah. but I mean, going back with the software, it really started the whole thing. I mean, Chuck had a vision on that. And, um, I think they, we went to Wayne state together and they started their software in Wayne and then they sold that well, salon. Tell, tell them how we met Chuck. <laughs> Tell him how we met Chuck. Well, we met Chuck. He used to own a club, which they tore that down. They now, tore it down. Dude. And yeah, now that's just, how old we are. Now, uh, places we used to live and businesses we used to work at are now parking lots. All right. But Chuck ran uh, and you, owned uh, Riley's, Riley's Cafe, yeah. Convention Center and Bar, which bar, I understand everything. Wayne State College, not a big town. Yeah. And they had Teen Night, which we go below 21 and go right. to a dance club in Wayne, Nebraska. Right. But there's a lot of you know people from out of town, so it's when you go dance, you know, you go, go yeah, go dance. So, so I had a, Mike was doing. Uh, I, I cooked there. I had bartended at security. Mike was head of security there. Okay, right. That's right. how we met Chuck. And it's funny to look fast forward all these years later. Now he's the developer of this software, right? And you guys own tanning joints together. That's just crazy. Like yeah, how it's, full it's, it's weird how it, it's weird how it goes. So yeah, he sold that place. 
And I mean, we had a lawn service together. I mean, we started our lawn service. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So how Mike and I actually began business together, I was pretty well homeless at 19. All right. And I left home at 18. Yeah. And uh, we started, we played football together. So I'm working three jobs, living in the Oldsmobile, finally getting an apartment above the bar. (laughs) Right. Right. And then uh, up comes this. I think you broke that building too. I broke that building. They yeah. condemned that building after I lived there. But so then up comes <laughs> Mike Giovanni on his recruiting trip. That's right. I was in high school. He was oh. in high school, and I was throwing a party. <laughs> of course, there was no underage drinking going on at this party. No, no, it's five dollars a head, but you know, I had my rent. So, anyways, <laughs> and, and I met this crazy Italian kid who ends up going to school there. I knew your sister. All right. And all right. Uh, I ended up coming to school there, and we just became friends immediately. Yeah, we hit it off. Like a year later. I'm not sure whose idea it was. I came up with the name. I'm taking credit I think, for that. I think you got the name, but I was like, let's. I was like, let's do something this summer because I never went back home. I, I mean, when I left home at 18, I never moved back. So I was like, I'm up in Wayne. We we're trained for football anyway, and I was like, let's let's get like a summer job. Or and something. I finally no. had a place to live in. It wasn't my car, so right. I was like, I can make that scratch. And so uh, we started a business <laughs> called Poor College Kids Lawn Service because right. we thought the name was uh, self-explanatory. <laughs> All right, we got so we got a mower from my dad right. and a broken up truck trailer. Your you had an 86 Custom Deluxe. Custom Chevy. Deluxe. Had a sweet Bondo job on the side. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. So we ended up like, okay, how do we get clients? Because there wasn't social media yet. No. Um, no so we decided to break into the computer lab at Wayne State College. I can say this now. I think the statute of limitations is over. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we were going to college at that point. Man, I, I, we were still going to college. Oh, I was point. enrolled. Yeah, we were enrolled. We were enrolled. We, so we broke in the computer lab when nobody was around <laughs> and printed off like 600 flyers that said, poor college kids lawn service, call this guy. And I put Mike Giovanni's <laughs> cell phone number on it and started shoving them illegally into mailboxes. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up on that, yeah, too. We're good, around yeah, Norfolk we're good. and Wayne. And I'm getting calls. And then Mike's the ultimate negotiator. <laughs> Went to this doctor's house in Norfolk. Uh, and he goes, well, if I let you use my riding lawnmower, we're both like, yeah, sit down and make money. Uh, Mike's like, $35, we'll do it. Yeah. Guy takes it. Next thing we got lawn service mowing a, a trailer court oh. in downtown Norfolk that no longer exists. No, I'm pretty sure they, I found OJ's other glove and yeah. Jimmy Hoffa. Um, buried careful, back the there. needles. The needles were kicking off <laughs> with the lawnmower. Kid you not. No, there was a dead dog underneath that one trailer. We had a call on that. That and was Mike crazy. And I, Mike and I make our first 90 bucks our first day. Go back to the bar, get <laughs> Chuck owned. That we ended up working for. We're like, we're buying a round on the, you know, the a round of the bars on us. They go, that'd be a hundred dollars. They go, all right, take those three guys off because we only got 95 bucks. Yeah. Nobody and, likes those guys anyway. And they're not that nice. And so, and that was poor college lawn service. We actually had no way of getting rid of the grass. So we used to do is just put the trailer gate down and then mm. drive down the back uh, country roads, country man. roads behind Norfolk at 60 miles an hour until the grass was gone. <laughs> I think that's how fast that truck went. That's entrepreneur 101 right there. <laughs> right. Figure out a way to make it happen. But, and no, then fast forward here, twenty years later. God, it has been twenty years. I know it's crazy. And and now you, you're doing the thing. You got three separate locations. Yeah, and you even bought out your investors. This, some of your other partners this year, right? Yeah, like no, this percentage. year I've been working on it for about two years, just financing all that stuff because it's not easy. Jumping through the hoops, like I think we talked on the last last deal and talking to you about it. It's just it takes it's a process, and it's and it's tough sometimes, and it's stressful. This last go around, usually it's pretty smooth. This last go around, almost everything went wrong. Yeah. On mine, yeah, it was just, you know, I try to, you know, you got to file all the paperwork and stay in Nebraska, you know, get my EIN number, federal government, IRS, you know, you got to take care of that first. And it just, <clears throat> with multiple locations, you know, 
they weren't getting it. They weren't understanding it because I put it on all under one, you know, EIN number, and it's just more and more and more and more and more, and it's tough. And, and I, think it's tough I think sometimes. we'll t- we'll touch a little bit on that for a little bit. Just the right. amount of paperwork and bull that we have to deal with being independent business owners, Ugh. corporations, taxes. I mean, I think I counted at one point, and on a three-year rotation state in Nebraska, we will pay taxes. I kid you not, seventy-seven times. Mm-hmm. I believe it, 100%. and it's just, and, it's, and I don't even, and I've even called up the state just because I was curious previously. Like, what does this actually go to? Right, and they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Twenty-five dollar here for this registration of that, a thirteen dollar mm-hmm. registration of this, and it's not like it's a ton of here and there, but it's just a lot of work. And, and we've called the state now to change one of our sales tax licensing numbers for our downtown to exorbitant location. Mm-hmm. I shit you not 25 times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's still wrong. So I say, well, I'm still paying them. So right. no matter what, they're getting their money. I figured right. that's I can't big, get that's, in that much trouble. That's the you know? biggest thing they look at. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Did they, get us, did they send us a check? Yeah, they did. Yeah, but okay. it isn't cumbersome. And I think that's one of the things that these young entrepreneurs who listen to this kind of stuff, they understand that right. it's not just, you can't be just you know a three-part person, I call it. You can't just say, okay, I can buy this. I can sell it here and make this. There's right. a lot of moving parts to being an entrepreneur that you need to understand. And there's no real book per se that's going to explain this. That's what I'm hoping this podcast can right. do. So uh, first of all, like with, with business stuff, like it, understand that you're going to have to be your own accountant, oh, your own tax person. Going through it right now. You're going to have to be your own uh, real estate advisor. You're mm-hmm. going to have to be your own banking advisor. Um, you're going to be your own advertiser, your own social media account. You're going to be wearing 25 hats and you may not be comfortable with it. And guess what? Nobody is. Mm -mm. I failed accounting in college three times. (laughs) This is no bullshit. Mike knows this. (laughs) I signed up for accounting one for the third time. Same professor was like, Oh my God. He goes, listen, I'll give you a, I'll give you a C not to come back. I said, I paid for this three times. I'm not leaving here without a B. All right. He gave me a B and I walked out the door. That's how I got past accounting one at Wayne State College. I don't care. I think pretty sure the guy's dead by now. So that's all right. All right. So <laughs> and now I do accounting four to five hours a day for a company that's my size with 25 locations that, but I had to learn and all, but it's a lot different when it's your dollars on the table. It's a yeah. different level of importance. You'll, you'll figure it out. Well, it's your skin in the game too. And it's your life. I mean, it's being a captain of your own ship. Like yeah. you said, it's wearing 25 hats, doing everything. There's nobody above you. You yeah. know what I mean? Besides the government and the IRS that wants their money paid to them. I mean, that should be first. Yeah, <laughs> of course. You hear that IRS? Right. Just make sure don't, don't have to Giovanni or myself. Please. Yeah, Thank right. you. Um, I, I think that and then too, it's like, you know, I figured, because I didn't come from a trust fund. My, my parents, no. God love them. You know, they're great people. They, they, when you're 18, you're out the nest. And, right. I, and and a lot of times I asked for help. They told me no. And, and looking back now, best thing they ever did for me. Oh, absolutely. I had to learn how to figure it out. You know, you can't be really, you can't be a CEO of something if you can't figure it out your damn self. You know for what I mean? Because sure. when you're the boss, I always tell people, especially when they become franchisees, is you're used to always having a boss. Like, hey, boss, what do I do? And right. then when you own your first shop or your first business, you turn around and on realize... You. There's no one there to tell you what to do. You've got to figure it out. And even when you screw up, I'm like, I just pretend like I meant to do it. And, right, uh, and just right. you know, take my learning and lesson. But it's like the financing portion, like you and I talked about. It, it's not easy. And it's, it's and, tough. And listen, I'll give my first piece and let you touch mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Just avoid the big banks completely. Because one, especially here in the Midwest, and there's a lot of kids right now that are trying to be entrepreneurs in the Midwest. And it's, and it's just different here. Uh, what things cost here are different. And it's mm-hmm. funny. So if you go to you know, one of these bigger banks and you say, hey, here's my business plan, here's what I'm doing, they're going to call somebody in Minneapolis or New York right. or Los Angeles who doesn't understand, who don't, who don't get how we do things. Right. Here. And they're telling you no. So my suggestion is just avoid the big banks completely. 
Um, I got my first loan from a small bank and I sat down with her and told her, I mean, I put everything I had, everything I had, my cars, whatever I owned, shirt off my back. And I was like, just give me a chance. Just please give me this money. I'll, you know, and they took a chance on it. You know, and that's what they did. I mean, they took a chance and I really need that money. I need that capital. Just get my foot in the door, get that percentage, get the skin of the game. And, you know, from there, that's, you know, I I am where I am now. So, but I I went to the big banks first, just like you did. And I mean, they looked at me like, you know, good luck, kid. And it's it's, it's tough. It it is. I mean, and you're going to get a lot more no's before you get a yes. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, it it was the story. I think Tony Robbins told the story and I used to listen to my Tony Robbins stuff. We get all pumped up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the story of Colonel Sanders. All right. So the guy was 60. And I'm, I'm going to screw this up somewhat. Colonel so, Sanders. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> so Colonel Sanders retired at 65, got his first Social Security check for like 100 and some bucks. And right. said, this sucks. And the guy, what do I have? Mm-hmm. I have a great chicken recipe. So he went around to all these different chicken restaurants through the South and said, listen, I don't even want you to buy it from me. I just want you to give me a piece of the profits for every piece of chicken you sell my recipe. And what do you think people said? I mean, everybody's like, no, you're like Santa Claus of the summer. Get out of here. All you know? Right. The thing is, he got 1,009 no's mm-hmm. before he got his first yes. I believe it. How many people have the fortitude and the determination to go even after they get 10 no's? A thousand? I would say, like, for me, like, I'm, uh, I'm pretty determining, like, 500. If I had a thousand, be like, all right, I got to find a new all right. plan. Dude, yeah. Where's the new this plan? This isn't work. This isn't working. <laughs> and you hit it on a thousand and ten. Right. And now he's everybody knows the Colonel Sanders image. They know what Kentucky Fried Chicken KFC, is. KFC, baby. baby. I mean, I got this back love handle is completely responsible for KFC. Being, so being KFC for years. Yeah, they, <laughs> and they don't need to sponsor me because I'm already fat enough. But uh, <laughs> yeah, right, you know, right. you know, but if you want to, you know, throw a check <laughs> yeah. for this marketing, you can. But <laughs> sure. it's that kind of tenacity that it takes to really run a business. Is that you just, you mean, figure out how to do it and just don't stop. <clears throat> and I think that's where a lot of people just get frustrated, especially with financing, for instance. Like it's just. I have a lot of my cash accounts and stuff going. I got a, you know, through all my businesses, a couple million dollars gross. No, I don't make that. Just make sure that's very <laughs> evident. I have six kids, so <laughs> I'm not rich. Don't Uncle, gonna, Uncle Tim over uh, here. Uh, <laughs> the Bank of Rex America is closed. <laughs> yeah, um, right. But I have all this money flowing through US Bank, and they couldn't give me a loan for my gym. Yeah. I'm like, and, and, and we're not talking a huge loan. No. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a big loan, but don't get right. me wrong, but it's not, we're not talking, it's not 500,000, it wasn't even 200,000. Right. I mean, in fact, the first loan was even 100,000. Right. Um, and they said, no. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Like, I've got this much going that like, you know I'm good for. It, right. I'm considered self-employed, so I'm riskier. No, absolutely. Uh, so I go to this locally owned bank here in town, Access Bank, and never met them two ways to Sunday. And they basically like, listen, we want you to move some of your accounts over to our bank. Right. I go, so you want my business? He's like, yeah. He goes, we'll sign this. All day. Are I you mean, serious? Yeah, all I'm day. Like, okay, so yeah, they've earned my business, so I'm slowly transiting because you know what? And I'm just crazy enough. And I am talking to the guy that we rent our building from where our second location very convenient, 24-hour access, Iron Heaven Gym. 132nd Chandler <laughs> right. Road. Um, she's doing very well. Which she's doing very well. well. I did bigger my first location, which Absolutely. is why we expanded. But anyways, the guy that owns the building is my neighbor. And I'm talking to him, was renting the spot, and he goes, oh, I've never been able to get a loan. This guy's in his 50s, maybe 60s, mm-hmm. and does very well as millions of dollars in commercial properties. Mm-hmm. He said he's never been able to get a loan through a big bank ever. He has to go to all locally owned banks. And I'm like, I go, guys, it doesn't get better. Sad, I just it? figured eventually, like, I would be now, right. you know, quote unquote, right. credit worthy enough to go to a big bank. No, it's just, <clears throat> and so I see all these kids, like, well, I went to, you know, this bank, that, and their other, the ones you see on TV. Don't. Just absolutely don't. Don't even waste your time. And you may get 10 no's, but, you know, when you're going to a small bank, you're talking to a human being. For sure. He answers the thing that day. For sure. And you can sell them on who you are. Mm-hmm. That's why I said about sales. Mm-hmm. Sales is everything. 
whether it's your product, place, or service you're selling, or yourself to a banker. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I love chasing that first sale too. Oh, yeah. Said for the day, first sale of the day, I love chasing it. I know. And so we had trouble getting financing for our second gym location. And so I went back to the same. I, I did stupid. I went to different banks. Right. And I went back to my original bank. And my business partners were like, uh, it's not going to happen. I go, oh, no, I will will this into fruition. <laughs> I am, I am, you know, trust me, look at right. my wife. She's way out of my league. If right. anything, I'm persistent. Yeah, I'm persistent and I'm funny. So that's all I got going for me. Like I told her the day we got married, this is the best I will ever look. But yeah. I get funnier with time. Right. So, but it's the, and then the bank, the same thing with, with the business is that you've got to, you got to stay tenacious. You got to, you got to stay on the ball. You got to go after it. You know what I mean? Like you can't quit. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's one of the things. I mean, even just being self-employed, you can't, you can't quit. I mean, even trying to buy a house where I refinanced my house not too long ago. And it's like, you know, you put yourself employed and it's like, okay. And it throws up red flags and this, that for the big banks. And, oh, you yeah. know, it's just, you can't, you can't quit on it if that's what you want to do. And that's, I mean, you got it, but you have to have that drive well, to and, do and it. Like so Brittany and I, I mean, she was working as an accountant, mm-hmm. you know, and I've been the CEO of, it's a work corporation been mm-hmm. over eight years, nine years. And we do decently well financially. And then it took us four months to close on our house because they still consider me self-employed right. and it's risky. And then we ended up having to do an FHA loan, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yep. Which I was okay with because I mean, I put less money down. Right. And, that, that's good. But then it denied our <laughs> loan because there was something, the deck was falling apart. Oh, yeah. Because the FHA Inspections. loan has to be perfect, right? Yeah. This, this sounds, I know, this, driveway can't I know be a bunch of you guys probably listening up. are probably like, why am I listening to this? It's because this is one of those side effects of being a business Absolutely. owner that you're going to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's harder to get car loans. It's harder to get home loans yep. because you're riskier. So I ended up going to the house. I didn't own on a Sunday afternoon with our buddy Ben. My wife's painting the deck, and we built new stairs for a house I didn't even own. Found the home inspector on Facebook, <laughs> told him who I was, sold him Social on media. the back to go... And a realtor helps. Tom, Tom, Tony's awesome. All right. She helped us. We got a hold of him and he go, go back and inspect this son bitch tomorrow. All right. Do and because I need because I couldn't close on my gym loan until my home loan closed. Absolutely. So we got, he goes, How'd you find me? I'm like, Facebook, bro. <laughs> and he went back the next day, home loans approved for a deck uh, that I built on a house that I don't own right. and painted. We even that's the house you live in now? That's the house I live in now, okay. which is why I'll die there. I'm never moving. <laughs> but that's that's just one of the side effects of being a business owner. And and I know there's a lot of, you know, business owners out there you see driving the flashy cars and all that right. stuff. And here's my two cents. If that's your thing, that's cool. I'm not saying it's not. You got it, you got but it. But I've seen so many businesses fail. Now, you can attest to this because they, they did really well one or two months, went out and bought that Hummer. Mm. Month three didn't go so well. And so they had to make the Hummer payment and didn't put money back in their biz. Well, it's not, you know, I tell you this. It's not sprints marathon, you know, how long you want to go for, you know what I mean? People see that fast cash, see it. Business is good. What happens if you have a down year? What happens if you have a fire? What happens if you, you know, this, that, and the other thing, you know, then you got to deal with insurance companies, you know, what's happening if you got business loans out, you got to pay those business loans. You got to pay this. If you have a whole bunch of employees, I mean, like you said, you got over 50 employees, which is awesome, man. Helping all those people out with your idea. Yeah. Like that's, the American dream. Well, can, can but, explain, explain the idea though. Like we're both. Everyone thought we were insane. Mm-hmm. So I mean, your dad was pretty cool. Question. <laughs> Papa Gio is like Pops. poor college lawn service. Smart idea. Yeah. Like the name. Yeah. I'm like, and I did like I took the name, but right. you know, my business plan. The highest grade I ever got in this in college was a D, literally. And so when you know, fast forward, 
God, 12 years later, and I won the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and I had a hell, I had it, I have it still in my office. <laughs> Big old D marked on it, too. Just that. like, remember this? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was funny. All these CEOs of these banks and these other companies came up to me. There was 800 people there. Yeah, senators, they want to be your friend. Senators. They want to be your friend now. They were cool, but they were all, yeah, they want to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. uh, they were all like, yeah, that's what happened to me in college. One guy's like, yeah, I flunked out twice before right. I finally got my degree. For sure. Um, and that's something else that we've talked about with Sean and Mindy about, you know, yeah, college is great for experience. But in business, I don't believe the four-year degree is worth what you pay for it in business because you cannot measure uh, tenacity and strength. You cannot measure determination with a piece of paper that sure. it requires. Like you can have all the master degrees you want, but do you have the work and grit and determination to go to that one thousand and ninth, that one thousand and tenth call like Colonel Sanders? Does? For sure, that cannot be measured with something. Um, I don't think. And, and, and honestly, like here's my thing with YouTube today. Man, if I don't know how to do something on QuickBooks, I don't get them on YouTube. <laughs> oh, dude, YouTube, I, I, pff, I took my, I took my wife's car apart on YouTube, changed lights. Yeah, I took the whole. Sarah let oh, you do that. Man, I got. What's she gonna do? Do it herself? True. You True. know, she's like, hey, I, my my headlights are out. You know, this, that, and the other thing. It's like, okay, well, I became a mechanic in about six minutes on a YouTube video. <laughs> Hopefully I can put this thing back together. I mean, yeah. hopefully they have a, a video how to put it back together. I but. Like that's the next <laughs> YouTube's video nice, though, yeah, no, yeah. for but, sure. But I think it's, it's you have the ability, like whether you come from money or not. For sure. I actually find that people who don't, kids who, younger entrepreneurs who don't come they from have money, a drive. they have a different drive that right. you just don't see from somebody who's had it handed to them. Like, I hope to give my kids a better leg up in life, but for I sure. will not give them a handout. You, you, the only handout that Lexi got was a free rental in this office. She got the smallest one, too. Which is awesome. She can have so. a desk and stuff. Which but, is awesome. Know, she's earned all that on her own right. at 19. And, and I remember people. And her, her business. What's her business? Uh, Shop, Shop Alana. Yeah. She's an online boutique. She's on Instagram and Facebook. First she day she opened awesome. two weeks ago. First orders from Vegas. You got people flying from Belgium and France. And I'm like, so she's reaching out. I'm like, get your social media already kicks uh, my, my ass. Yeah, this, you this, should this, start charging a rent, man. I'm going to. <laughs> I saw her bank account last week. She owes me some money. Yeah, um, right. But you know, but that's the thing. She, you, she has the pride too that she's earned it. Right. You no, know, for which sure. I think it's, it's not. You, she's got to work hard for it. You know. But in that, I think that's the other thing is that we understand the importance of every customer is is, is somebody who allows us to put food on the table for the family. Absolutely. And it really is it. And it, I think that's the thing is it, it's been, I think small business owners and people understand the small businesses. Like, listen, if I need the sales to be there to pay the bills at the end of the month, it's a small business. Mm-hmm. It, this isn't a publicly traded shares company where mm-hmm. some CEOs with a golden parachute and worried about getting the six vacation home. Like you and me are just putting right. our kids in school and living, trying and to just living, paying bills. Like you said, paying bills, trying to get ahead, you know. You just, you, you never know what your next thing. And then, I mean, for me and you, obviously where you're at like, is you get hungry, you know, you get that, you accomplish that. And then it's like, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So when you do a new adventure, guess what? That takes time and money. Oh yeah. You know, well, it's my, just, my thing is too, is like we also have to deal with the constant fear that something's going to change in our business platform because there's regulation. Oh, now this, now understand this podcast real quick. This is not going to get political because I don't do political. No. Um, you're never going to convince somebody of any political point on any form <laughs> of social media ever. So if all you people could listen to that, stop posting that shit on Facebook. That'd be yeah. great. But anyways, <laughs> it, it does affect us because it is something that I've worked very hard for in my life is to own a nutrition company. And right now the FDA is banning two more ingredients. I could give my theories as to why, but I don't want to get investigated. Um, right, but right. it doesn't, but it's just like all of a sudden, okay, now it's like, how do I play damage control? What do I do next? And that is like, you're dealing with taxes on tanning. Well, I'm dealing with a couple things. It's taxes and regulations, just like you. Um, everything with UV, I have to pay 10% taxes, which, you know, it's fine. 
it is what it is. But uh, it used to be 17%, you know, because you had to take state tax on that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the consumer, it's tough for, on them. As as being a consumer, it's like, I got to charge you 17% tax. Not only that is the regulations. I mean, for me, it's an individual basis. I mean, I'm here to help people. I have people of all ages. Um, for example, I had a I had an older lady that couldn't get surgery because her vitamin D level was so low. Yeah. And she went to her doctor and her doctor recommended joining a tanning salon. And she said, she's never done this, this, that, and the other thing. She did one month. She was able to get her surgery. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have some stories for you, Tim, that <laughs> I can make you laugh or cry I yeah. mean, all the way. I mean, but I mean, basically, I mean, they want to regulate things all the way and not give individual choice to people that need it for health benefits or whatever it be. And, well, and that's the same with mine. And I get that. And I get that people are coming a lot. Most, I, I like to think the best people, like they're coming from a good place where they're attempting to do, but it's exactly right. the opposite. So they're banning uh, things that deal with stress levels and cortisol. And, you know, I'm a stressed person. So I take these products, sure. which, and I get what they're doing. I understand sure. the cause behind it. I think there needs to be more regulation in my industry as far as keeping the bad guys out, but you're causing damage to the good guys. Absolutely. And, and, and the thing is that, you know, like the FDA, and I'll say it, like 2016, 2015 was the U.S. Census data where 500,000 people died from FDA approved drugs and zero died from supplements or herbs at all. So who who are you really protecting? It's, it's I, I get your point. Right. And I get this, some of those drugs. I mean, there, there is a cliche in there. I mean, granted, there is, those are life-saving drugs. I get it. But I have the ability to want to make myself healthier and happier. I should be ability to do so. Um, and, and, and it's that. But the thing is, I also understand is that when, when businesses like ours are competing against each other and the big conglomerates, mm-hmm. they want small business because we employ the most people. Absolutely. When I'm and that's, to, a proven, when I'm and to, that's a proven fact. And I'm trying to compete against the internet. The more taxes right. and stuff you put on me where I'm playing the, I'm playing by the rules because right. I have a physical location. I'm paying employees. I'm paying real estate taxes. I'm paying rents. I'm so I'm the, the, maintenance, the maintenance guy, the property company getting paid. My neighbors are getting business off of me. It's And right now you're amidst this retail apocalypse in the United States where you have these major chains closing all over the place. Oh, it's crazy. And 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 it's they're making it harder for us to compete with the storefront with the more and more regulation taxes they put on us where people a lot of times online aren't playing by the same rules because no, they're hard to can't find them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, right. and then you're dealing with the fact that you know, it, it is hard on the consumer. Like there's a budget, people have budgets, mm-hmm. you know, and tanning is not a necessity. It's not, no, it's it. I mean, it's a choice, but I, mean, I think just, at the same point it should be in, in my aspect, taking right. vitamins and supplements and being healthy and a gym membership, like my iron heaven gyms and a tanning membership, like at, at touch and tan it is because I believe the biggest disease we face in this country is depression and obesity, mm-hmm. a bad, poor self image mm-hmm. more than anything else. I mean, that's any, I mean, the look good, feel good, look expression, good, feel good, an expression for a reason. And if you can see the power in someone's eyes, when they've lost weight, their color looks good. They got the right clothes on for a job interview, getting over a divorce or a financial reversal. Like that, it's that's huge. It's empowering, and that's that's every day. Like mm-hmm. you know, look good, feel good, legitimately is an expression for a reason, and they combat that. And the simple fact is, I'd rather go lose some weight, get a nice little color in my skin, as you can tell, I need it, right? Um, yeah, and look do. good, and get that get that confidence before I go to a speaking engagement versus taking a drug. It's a state make, of mind, right? A state of mind. You know what I mean? And yeah. and that's and I think that's. And, why I like this industry and, so much. Well, in my industry, I mean, the huge is seasonal affection disorder. We call it sad. And I mean, we're just kind of getting over it. Actually, Nebraska, it prolonged almost into March. You know, I mean, we're almost like a month behind normally because, I mean, the weather and people come in and they're not getting prescribed, you know, antidepressants anymore. Their yeah. doctors are saying, hey, you need light therapy 
go get a tanning salon, even if it's going in two, three times a week, just to help with that. You know, I mean, we, we see that. <clears throat> I'm see, starting to see that more oh, of yeah. all ages. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's a, that's a state of mind. You're not. They're not necessarily doing it just for color. They're doing. They're doing it for their mind, for oh, yeah. their body. They could feel good. You right. know. So, what would you say? We'll go back to the business portion. What would okay. you say is the number one advantage? of being an entrepreneur, being self-employed, being your own boss. Signing your own paychecks, knowing 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 everything is on me. I mean, for me it's again for me I like I like being in control. It's yeah. a control thing for me. I like knowing my destiny. I like working hard. I mean, for me I put in 80 hours, 70 hours, 60 yeah. hours. I mean, every day is kind of different, but providing jobs for people, working working my butt off. And just having that ability to know as much work I put in, I can, I'm going to get that in return. You know yeah. what I mean? Don't get me wrong. I've had jobs working for the man, but it's <laughs> the stability. You yeah. don't know. I mean, I've had a boss that I think he was bipolar. Every day it was, I, you know, some oh, days yeah. I was walking on eggshells. It was good money. I made good money, had good insurance, had good benefits, this, that, and the other thing. Hated my job. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I have a long-term goal. It's a day-to-day Everything's kind of different in my world. Time management, my time management. I mean, there there are tough things. Yeah. Time management and suffering. But for me, I like being in control. I yeah. like being in control of my destiny. I like being in control of my life. I like managing my people. I mean, I've been managed. Managing's a lot a lot better for me. Oh yeah. I mean, and then, and that's it. I think I I am allowed, I can be, I can go earn as much as I want for based sure. on the sweat of my own back. There for is sure. no limit. I can I, I may work eighty hours a week, but I can take that two hours off on on the was it May whatever it is because I'm going to be the chaperone to the for zoo sure. for the kindergarten field trip. Right, be room mom number six because I can go do that <laughs> oh, and I, I can just work it around. You know, yeah, today's a four in the morning till nine p.m. night for me. Right, but it's because I want to. Yeah. If I didn't want to, I wouldn't do it. I, right. I could go get a job doing whatever I want. But, right, and I probably get paid better than I probably get paid right now. But I'm possible. Know, I've the destiny in my own hands. I agree with one hundred percent. You know what I mean? I can be yeah. the kind of dad and kind of husband I want to be based on the schedule I make for myself, and I get for my sure. kids get to see me work hard. But I, I get to help people feel better about themselves, and that's a huge. Absolutely. It's just it's very um, satisfying, fulfilling to me that I've been able to help people be healthy. And that's why I think I'm so attracted to the health and fitness industry between Rexy Nutrition and Iron Heavy Gyms, right. and you know helping out with the protein popcorn, up the performance popcorn. Yeah, that was good, by the was way. Good, right? Oh, right? Dude. Um, and it's just to be able to involve with that. So I'm just addicted to the health industry because I want people to have that empowerment, I think, as much as anything else. And I like to help, and being Rexy's franchising, the reason that I started franchising these stores off, and and, and we can use this for a soundbite for the next <laughs> franchising video, but is that I like to help other people become business owners. If I have, I, right. Some of my best franchisees are guys who worked for me. Right. And so we took over Carney a year and a half ago, got the store back up, doing well. I got this young kid named Brandon, helped me build the store. He's awesome. So I'm going to personally help him finance that store so he can own it. Right. One, it's easier for me time management-wise. And for two, sure. he's earned it. Yeah, isn't that, he's never going to have the money to really put down on it. So I'm going to, I'm helping him with the bank right now, make it happen. I'm giving him his entire franchise fee as earned credit, like sweat equity, like because he equity, built yeah. it, you know? And that's something else. I'm going with our franchise attorneys right now down to Scottsdale. And then we're kind of going back and forth as I refile my franchise disclosure documents. And, you know, our franchise fee was 25000 before. Right. If you own multiple stores, it kept going down. Down. Right. right. Most people in my industry were fifty, sixty, seventy-five thousand. 60, 75000 you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm actually lowering mine. Even though I'm more reputable now. Mm-hmm. Even though I have way bigger brand name now than I ever have, 
Right. I'm actually going from 25,000 down to 15. Awesome. Because wow. why? Because I want more of the hustlers. I believe having that big chunk of change up front is a, is a roadblock. Right. It's a barrier to entry for the young hustler. I don't want the trust fund baby. I want the kid that knows what, it, what right. it's like to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I want them because I think a good 20, more a 20, 30 year profitable relationship, business partnership with that person will produce All way day. more income than a couple of trust fund babies giving me a big check in the beginning. Right. You know, I had a couple of franchise companies reach out to me this last year because a bunch of my competitors use them to go find these uh, rich people that franchise their businesses. I'm like, no, this is not a, this is an owner operated business. My last right. name's on the door. I take it seriously. Absolutely. I'm not going to raise my franchise fee to $60,000 just so you can get a bigger check. No, I'm going to actually, I'm going exactly the opposite. I'm going to lower it. And they all think I'm insane and I'm okay. People always, well, but, how do you feel when you do that? Like, like when you just well, told me, like, how do you feel when you can help that guy that's got oh my, that work after that? That is, it's, it's like the next level of me being able to help people get healthy in the Absolutely. store. I get to help somebody experience the same level of euphoric, you know, nature mm-hmm. that I get from owning my own business. I get to see them do it. Right. And he, this kid even told me, because I wanted to start my own business. I was 15 years old, blah, 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 went and listed. I'm like, I'll do whatever I can. I just right. had to have a guy in Ankeny, Matt, just open up his first Rexia store. You know, awesome. great guy, worked in these different jobs. And finally was like, you know what, I'm going to, I want to do it myself. I'm like, right. sweet, let's do it. And mm-hmm. I helped him find the whole thing from every, from top to bottom. You know, guy's about to open one in Dallas. I'm like, so cool. Cause <laughs> let's understand if you live in Nebraska, any chance to get out of here in the yeah. winter, it's right. good, yeah. but helping him. And I'm like, whatever we got to do. And they didn't, they're just finding out now that I just lowered their franchise fee before they even paid it. I didn't have to tell them. Right. I just lowered it 10 grand. And, and it's why, because I, I've got a financially position where I can afford to do it. I still pay for the travel I need to pay, but I want to see other people take their destiny in their hands. And I want to spread that as much as possible. That's that control you have. It's, I it, mean, it's, it's awesome. And if I can, you know, pay it forward. Cause right. the reason why I didn't start Rexy's at 23, cause I had no damn money. Mm-hmm. I was broke. I, I mean, you, oh, I was broke. <laughs> I was, I was couching it. I was uh, sleeping on Mike's couch. Oh man. And Tony Gramasio's couch for like two months before I, I moved up to Sioux Falls Ooh. and took my job. I was broke as shit. Mm-hmm. Selling stuff on Craigslist. And uh, in the paper, you gotta do what you gotta do. Garage sale in it, and uh, I was broke. I didn't have no money, and nobody was gonna give me a chance to start a store. No, and so I had to go work for six or seven years. And and I'm glad I got that experience. Don't get me wrong, but people could take that destiny in their hands at a young age and just having that control, man. I mean, imagine what they could build by the time they're our age. No, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've learned a lot from Chuck, who's my business partner um, and owns the software, Touch Tan Software. And just, and I've worked with him from, we're talking about, I was in the food and beverage business. I was in the bar business for 10 years. And I mean, just going from clubs and having all those people. And I mean, it was a different scenery, but learning from that, because it was a restaurant business. And then I went in the restaurant business after that. You learn, you pick up things. And I mean, you're working with entrepreneurs that own those businesses. You watch their moves. You watch how they do it. You watch how they interact. And I mean, you kind of, for me, being a young, I mean, that's how I got where I am, being a young kind of protege, little grasshopper, you know. <laughs> you assume um, grasshopper. Yeah, 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 right. And you just, you learn, you pick things up. But that's who I wanted to be around. You know, yeah. I didn't want to work at a McDonald's. And I mean, not saying there's anything wrong working with McDonald's, but it just wasn't for me, you know, as a person. And like for now, for me, going back to like, what you were saying about, you know, there's no, sometimes there is no handbook for entrepreneur. You just got to experience it. I mean, for me, I go, I hang out with entrepreneurs. You know I mean? I get my haircut from an entrepreneur and we, and we bounce things off each other. It's like, what are you doing for marketing? What are you doing for this? And it might be a totally different industry, but you know what? There's a lot of similarities. So it was like last year. It was a year and a half, two years ago. 
Was you that? and I, you and I went out, got a cigar down at the Ugh. Safari Club, whatever. Dude, I think it's probably about and, two and years I, ago. Here's before you were married, yeah. So, so I was like, I'm in business for six, seven years at this point, and I'm right. considered by most people to do pretty damn well. Right. And so, Mike Giovanni says here, this is why you need good friends who are entrepreneurs <laughs> in your corner. He's like, and so Mike says, you know what you need to do <laughs> is your damn clothing sucks. You need to do this, that, and the other uh. thing. And you should market it like this, and you should do that. And I, I come out of this thing being like. One, humbled, and two, excited, because now I got a new plan. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what you all need in your corner. Like, the reason, like, I get, I guess, so my daughter came down a year ago before she graduated high school with a business plan at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Awesome. This is what I want to do. I jacked up, excited. I didn't sleep all night. I was so pumped up for her. I started <laughs> writing stuff down for myself. I'm like, I need to do this, that, and the oh, other dude. thing. And um, I think that's the thing. Surround yourself with this like-minded people. Absolutely. Because other people's attitudes can either be dynamite for what you're doing for or sure. it can be a disease for what you're doing. Oh, man. So you got to watch who you surround yourself with. If you're around a bunch of naysayers, yes, it's very fun when you have that level of success being like, suck it. You right. don't want a scoreboard. But at the same point, they can, they can bring they can bring you down scoreboard. so incredibly bad. Oh, for sure. So. And it, I mean, it, and it's like a cancer too. It, it just it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it spreads. But I mean, for me, surrounding myself, I mean, even with you, I mean, for take, take that clothing company. <clears throat> I wish I had that ability to do that for what I'm doing, but it's just, I'm not going to sell that. I mean, you own gyms and nutrition. I mean, you're a walking billboard with it. Oh, yeah. And I just remember sitting down, we did, we had a cigar. And I go, dude, what are you doing? And you're like, what? I was like, get your swag going. I go, you can, I, I go, that's walking advertisement all day. You have multiple locations. You're all over the country. I go, start selling that. That's a whole different business. And you just kind of look at me, you're like, well, you know, like I throw shirts at people and, you know, they come spend money on my <laughs> people. He goes, I want to, I want to take care of people. I'm like, I understand that, but you can get a whole new yeah. workout gear and this. And I mean, you took off with it which is awesome and you, you do quality stuff too oh, and that and that's and it's i don't know but i think it's we constantly need to audit ourselves mm-hmm. oh yeah ego is the biggest destructor to any entrepreneur that there is well you get the a second little success you, right? the second you consider yourself an expert in anything for sure. you quit learning shit for sure and that's the biggest issue we're going to face with anyone is the second you quit learning you think you got for it figured sure. out the market changes on the daily basis oh. technology social media all but the game is non-stop changing so i never consider myself an expert in anything i'm constantly a student absolutely you know what i think that's the thing so when you go hey Get more swag. It's walking advertising. Make some scratch on that. Right. And did it in your Mike Giovanni cigar that's, hanging out of your mouth way. I was like, all right, that's a good shit. Yeah. Man, you know? uh, well, and I mean, <clears throat> to get back, when I hang out with my entrepreneurial friends, I mean, clean, clean finish to me, Evans. That's one of my boys. Oh, yeah. I mean, just how that guy picks up business and works every single day and works his butt off. I mean, I got a side hustle with that guy every once in a while when he needs help and oh, yeah. this. And I mean, he's all over Nebraska. I mean, he goes... I've been to Fall City with him to Lincoln, this, that, and the other thing. But watching that guy, and he he has a window clean business. Yeah. I mean, and it's just his ideas like, hey man, you need to start doing this, that, and the other thing. It's like you don't know anything about tanning. Is like, it's a it's almost all outsider looking in. And, and it's good though, right? It's good and to have is, a fresh set of eyes. Absolutely. So. And then and then my other entrepreneur friends. I mean. Again, with the ego, it's just like, well, what about this? What about that? And just bouncing ideas off. It, it's it's amazing how much you you feed in that person that has the ego that's better than you. That oh, I have this, I own that, and I have this, and I own that, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and just is better than that. I 
you know, you're not doing anything for me. I'm not going to do anything for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not getting good ideas from you. And you're not getting good ideas of me. You know, yeah, we exactly. can be friends and that's cool, but yeah. it's just like, I want to surround somebody. But, but where you're right. your, your business is your life. It's your it's, life. It's your life. I mean, you're trying to better it every second because the market does change. Oh, yeah. It changes in hours, oh, yeah. minutes. And that's, you know, we, uh, I think the same thing as when people like think there's some sort of marketing, um, dynamite thing one thing is going to happen I'm going to put all my money into this no 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 when you're a small business one you usually don't have a budget for shit (laughs) so I mean paid ads probably probably not going to happen right mailers probably not going to happen maybe when you're not starting out yeah when you first start out so Mike's very I'll just go back one last old school story before (laughs) I finish up so Mike's Mike opens up the tanning salon he's open for about a month he calls me up Rexy's we're going to go market tonight don't worry Sarah's driving us around like what are we doing we're passing out tanning cards at bars Okay, and why, and why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? There's a, there's a thing. I mean, there's two. There's two. And good a lot reasons. of singles at the bars trying to look good, <laughs> and so that and, and the thing is, it's it's a free pass card. You get to have that relationship. You get in a For very sure. personal setting where you can shake a hand, and we're likable yep. people. And we talk a lot, especially when we're drinking. Right. So because then we're in our we're in our, we're cramming our. I mean, that's when that's, a few that's our that's our that's our that's our element. Yeah, we used to work at a bar. That's how we met. Yeah. So um, and we so we went around to every bar in pretty much all of West Omaha. Passing well, out tanning cards for about six hours. The problem was the very first bar we went to, we ran into a buddy of ours we played football with in college who wanted to buy shots. Uh, so by the end of the night, I'm not sure what English was coming out of our <laughs> mouth, but there were a lot of tanning one-day pass cards getting right. passed out. And But it did. That handshake business into this day. And I got a lot of well, business always. from that. But, you know, we, we marketed that. I mean, it, it was a good idea to market it, just to go to every bar. But another thing is I'm selling 24-hour access tanning. Yeah. So... Think, think of the bar business. What time do they get off at bars? Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, here in Nebraska now. So two o'clock in the morning, they're not going to go home and go right to bed because you're wired usually or this, that, and the other thing, food, beverage, whatever it is, they can go tanning right now and not be bothered because they're probably working at six, seven o'clock, nine o'clock when I close yeah. or don't have staff there. It's like, this is my time. This is convenient for me. This is when I'm going to do it. So all those people, the waitresses, bartenders, owners, whatever it is, it's convenient for him. And, I mean, we got to hang out a little bit. And yeah, we got to hang yeah. out. Mark, <laughs> a little bit. Awesome. Well, man, thank you so much for coming hey, no, on. Thanks I for appreciate it. I, no, it's, I, uh, I appreciate you. So we took it back to Homeless Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike and Tim breaking into the computer lab uh, to where we are now. And absolutely. It's, uh, it's awesome to watch you do what you've done. It's been amazing that... And you know, we talk on the phone a weeks ago. Oh yeah, hey, I own this much percent. Wow, when did yeah. that happen? It's just oh, we're in Columbus now. I'm like, good God, I love watching it, man. I just yeah. love watching entrepreneurs do their thing and expanding and, and just you know when somebody has the hustle like you do, watching what you can do even over the next five to ten years is gonna be awesome. No days off, man. No days off. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. biggest problem I have with being a father of six kids is finding something they can eat that I can eat that's not going to make me any fatter. So I like Optimal Performance Popcorn because it has next to no fat. It's got six to seven grams of protein, healthy amount of carbohydrates. I don't mind if my six-year-old eats it and my stomach doesn't mind if I eat it. So it's nice to have it around. It's easy. And I have a sweet tooth. It tastes great and it's healthy. That's kind of a win-win as far as I see it. Stack it, stack it, stack it.